Welcome back to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. Natalie Gochner is my guest, Associate Dean in the David Eccles School of Business and Director of the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute at the University of Utah. Sarah Strang is here, Deputy Director of Crisis Services at the Road Home. And Danielle Vasquez is with me, Executive Director of the National Center on Shaken Baby Syndrome. I was just so interested in this article I read this week about how much money do we need to be happy? So this was the question, exactly how much more money than you make right now would you need in order to be happy? So the respondents who had a median salary of 65000 a year said they needed 30 more thousand, a third. They need 95000 a year for them to be more happy. The highest earners who earned 250000 said they need three fifty to be happy. And I just, I, this speaks to so many different things. Natalie, may I start with you? What do you take away from a survey like this? You know, I'm very familiar with the data in this area in all sorts of, you know, well-being or happiness research. They always find that that income really contributes to your sense of well-being up to a certain point, but then it's a lot of other things that are more important. But we always, no matter what our income, think we need a little bit more to be happier. And then you'll get that and then it will change. They call it homeostasis, that you always return back to, you know, some level of wanting more. And so this research made complete sense to me, and and I continue to believe that the most important things for happiness are faith, family, friends, and meaning. This is the work of uh, Dr. Arthur Brooks, who's an impact scholar at the University of Utah. And I really recommend to the listeners uh, his new book, um, How to Build the Life You Want. It's really a book about uh, a personal guide to happiness. And, you know, when I talk to my young, my I have teenage sons who are just trying to figure out where they want to go in the world, and they are always asking financial-related questions. How much money will I need, Mom? How much money do I need to make to, to before I can move out of the house? How much money do I will I need to make if I ever want to get married and have a family? I don't know the answer to that, but I guess what I need to focus them on, Natalie, is – what you said, you know, focus, yes, on doing good work, but then focus on these other things that are really what's important in your life. Is is that what you say to your kids when it comes to things like that? Right. And I also say um, always develop a marketable skill. Get as much education as you can. Get as much, you know, as many skills as you can, because then you have versatility and stability and, you know, uh, you know, the need, your needs can be met. But don't forget that what really amounts to happiness in life really centers on your relationships. Beautiful. Sarah, please. Yeah, I think this is an interesting concept whenever I see these studies that come out. And I I think about it from two lenses. Uh, My first is money makes a huge impact to families and their happiness when your basic needs are not being met. So when you do not have enough money to meet your rent payment, meet your car payment and pay your utility bills, and you're juggling all of those around and then a crisis happens and now you're choosing which of those three am I going to pay um, and those different components. We, we talk about a, a shift in, in what money would do there. And I, I think it's huge. It's huge for those families as they look at increasing their stabilities or for those single individuals. Um, I think one of the pieces that's interesting when we start to look at it as a, a jump in income and how it equates to happiness when your basic needs are met and you know that you're not picking and choosing between be- which basic needs to support that month, uh, we live in an age of consumerism. It is at an all-time high as we look at these different pieces, and it's very easy to fill that initial dopamine rush of getting something new and purchasing something new and a lot of I'll be happy when. 
that that can come from it. And I think, Natalie, that circles right back around to where you're coming from with this book around it's not I'll be happy when I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. It's how do I create the pathway and the journey for me to be able to have solid supports that are not built on just this instantaneous vacation or purchase of something that I've really wanted or those different pieces because that's fleeting. Whereas these other components that you had previously mentioned, those are long lasting and they'll be there to support individuals. And I can absolutely see how that's a much more sustaining way of increasing happiness versus income. Beautiful. Danielle, please. Yeah. So I find it very, very interesting. And, you know, I am in social work. That was my field. And you don't go into social work thinking that you're going to make hordes and hordes of money. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, as an executive director, I have to look at the needs of my employees and and to make sure that they're being compensated so that they can live in today's society. So it made me go through a deep dive. And I found um, this article that was from Stanford's Graduate School of Business. And they said that the nature of happiness really shifts based on your income. But they Mm. did find that people with less money tied happiness more to meaning. If life had purpose, if it had value, if it had direction. But it's really important, as Sarah said, not to minimize the real disadvantages that a lower income can have on an individual and a community. Um, but it's just, it's perception, right? You, the more money you have, the more you spend, right? They say that the more you have, you more spend and you want more and more and more. And, and, you know, when those initial needs are being met, but you still don't have this giant influx of money, you realize that happiness comes from your relationships, your, your meaning, your purpose, you know, all of that. So I I find that kind of interesting how it really depends on what your perception of happiness is. You know, I I should ask you, Sarah, as we're talking about this, how are the people that you serve at the road home doing this year? You know, facing very, very similar trials that we're seeing across the board and really high, 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 uh, housing prices and rental prices, um, as there's more investment for, um, you know, property owners who have owned older properties that maybe weren't quite as up to date, but were more affordable as we're seeing those uh, become gentrified and become um, remodeled and then return to the market at a much higher rate. Um, that definitely has an impact to the families who are living um, one, one crisis away from not being able to maintain their housing stability and looking at that. And I, I, we're seeing it just everywhere. The increased rise in food costs and gas costs. It really makes a difference as as we're looking at how we should support families and what does that mean? Um, and how can we support families and single individuals preventatively? If we can do everything we can to help you maintain your housing that you already have and not ever have to experience homelessness, that we know that's a key goal. So it's a different lay of the land. You look at what worked, what didn't work, and you re-strategize. Um, and I will say something that's been so important in our work is the voice of lived experience of really sitting and talking with the families and the singles and hearing what they say they need to have the stability that they're looking for. Thank you for the work all three of you do. Will you forgive me? My time is gone, doggone it. I just want to say I'm grateful for all three of you for your friendship and for the wonderful service that you provide for this community. Thank you and happy happy holidays to you. Great to be Thank with you. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week right here on A Woman's View. If you enjoy Amanda Dixon, join us back here each weekday for news and stories important to our community. Amanda hosts Utah's Morning News from 5 to 9 on KSL News Radio.